Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Across from me on this beautiful, wonderful Zoom meeting is the one, the only Lisa Linky. The voice you're hearing right now is the many and nondescript Misty Stinnett. And this is the podcast where each week we read and review a popular self-help book and we share with you the main points we think critically about it. What we're trying to accomplish is giving you the main points of the book so you can decide if you want to read it for yourself, if it's worth your time and further investigation and investment, or if it's very problematic and a steaming dumpster pile of knowledge that should never have been brought forth into the world or somewhere in between. But that is not this Mm -hmm. episode, friends. This episode is our mini-sode for the week. It is Friday's sort of party-hardy episode. It's what we lovingly call Tuesday. And this is where we explore the deep, dark corners of the self-help world. It is our supplemental time for exploration where we check in on homework from the book and we maybe talk about other topics, controversial questions, maybe not just very earnest questions. We have guests on, trivia, articles. It's all here for you. We're here for you. We're on this journey together. We're so glad you're here. And also maybe take a shower. It's been too long. (laughs) Or don't. I'm not. I only say it to myself because I am, I'm like sticky and clammy and sort of like fermenting. Do you know what I mean? I do. I just want to also normalize that most of the world does not shower every day. You don't need to shower every day. I didn't say shower every day. I just said, go take a shower. Like, it's been too long for me. We're not going to talk about it. This is not about me. So, Lisa, you had homework from our last episode, The Surrender Experiment. I did. I did. You asked me to to surrender to something that somebody had asked me to do, not life-changing, but something I found a little resistance to. And I have found that as of late... Whenever I have kind of like a request from um, this volunteer organization that I've been working with, I'm a volunteer and I'm spending a lot of time, which I'm thrilled about. I love it. It's wonderful. Here's what happened. Somebody, I sent somebody a document and said, can you take a look at this? They sent it back and said, yeah, can you put this one word in here? And I was like, what? Why the fuck didn't you just do it? <laughs> yeah, right? It takes more effort to write the email back and say, yes. can you put this word? Yes, exactly. So I was just kind of like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then, I mean, I did first have like a, are you fucking kidding me? And then I was like, this is a great opportunity for my surrender experience. So I just said, okay. <laughs> okay. And then I think a, like an Maybe, I don't think it was a full hour later, but maybe like 20 minutes later, I, it kind of, what kind of struck me is like, oh, maybe there's some concern over who owns the document. And I don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of the organization. And so maybe that's kind of one of their codes or, you know, norms. And so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it is. And it honestly, it did not take me any time to do. It was just more that I was like, what? <laughs> So it was a great opportunity to practice that. Okay. So uh, a very teeny tiny micro surrender experiment. Do you think you're going to continue? I mean, I think that for me, I tend to, 
Like if we're out and everybody's like, where should we eat? Where should we eat? That's when I'm best at surrendering. I'm, I'm truly literally like, I, I don't give a fuck everybody. I will find something wherever it is. Just you choose and I will make it work with me. So I feel like I do that kind of surrender work a lot. You do. And it's something I really admire about you because I think what it is, is also choosing your battles. Like, I think you're able to go like, I don't care so much about which chicken sandwich I get, but I care about having like a seamless friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you really know your priorities in that way, which is something I've learned from you. Oh, thank you. I think it took me a long time to, to feel that way. And I think it took me a long time to feel comfortable feeling that way. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that homework. And it, it was helpful. It's been a long time since I have worked in like any kind of professional context. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'd say you are wildly unprofessional. <laughs> um, thank you. So Misty, I have a question that I would love for us to talk about just briefly. Sure. I had a very interesting conversation today with a friend who's a longtime loyal listener. And she called to share with me that she had for the first time, really, truly felt and understood her worth and value in um, some of the skills that she has. And what a profound experience that was. Um, And I know that we talk a lot about how women don't tend to step step into that. And we've both talked about our own experience with that. And I Mm -hmm. just wanted to take the opportunity to ask you, and I will do it too. Like, what is something that you are really, really good at? And to, to normalize women talking about their value and their worth in a professional mm. uh, and, or, and or creative context. Isn't it interesting that that makes me feel uncomfortable? It is, but I think it's understandable and normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think my first thoughts are like, oh my gosh, well, people think I'm bragging and then what will they think? And then will they see me as a bitch, you know, or, or whatever, lots of things flash in a moment. But, uh, I love this and it's something it's, it's funny. I, I don't think that I shared this with you before today, but I'm part of a, a women's group and we meet like once every six months, you know, basically Mm -hmm. biannually. And Mm -hmm. the last time we were there, we were going to go around the room and just like say our names and where we worked or like say our names and occupation, like, hi, I'm Misty. I'm a writer. Right. And then move on. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I jumped in. I didn't know these women, but I jumped in and I said, could everybody say what they're most proud of that they've done so far this year? And this whole group Mm -hmm. of accomplished, amazing women fell silent and I was yes. nervous to say it, but I, I just said, like, women don't brag enough, not even brag, but women just don't kind of hold space or own their own accomplishments enough, or we're not given yes. enough opportunities to, we don't create enough opportunities. And I said, I would love if we could go around and do that. And you could tell everybody really wanted to, but was really worried about it. But let me yes. tell you, that was one of the most wonderful things to witness. This was back in February, like a month before lockdown. And yeah, I never would have known what these amazing women were up to. It probably never would have come up in conversation and mixing around the room, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it 
I felt like it gave me insight into them as a human being and their passions in a way that just saying your name and occupation wouldn't. I found out that Mm -hmm. there were some cartoonists there on staff from The New Yorker and that they'd gotten their first book published that year. And then another person was like, I got my first staffing job in a writer's room. And another person was like, I finally got my dream job working with a director. And it was like, even the smaller accomplishments, just seeing how proud, you know, everybody was like, some people were like, oh, I had a breakthrough in therapy that really changed the way I viewed the world. And it was so profound and amazing. So I'm curious, how did they react when you told them that you were co-hosting a podcast with the one and only Lisa Linky? Oh, they all, um, what they did is they all knelt down and then they wouldn't look, they wouldn't make eye contact with me because they were too in awe. That's what happened. It sounds Thank like Lisa's you. got a that's very incredible. good sense of self-esteem. Yeah, that's amazing. So what did you say and what will you say now? You know, I th- I talked about the podcast and I said, I'm so proud of this podcast I created. Because it was it was in February, you know, we had just had our, our year mark of the podcast. And I said, mm-hmm. we've done like 110 episodes at the time. And what mm-hmm. we're doing right now, I think this is episode 172. I said, I, I, there was this podcast I was so afraid of starting. I, I had the idea for it a year before this. And, you know, it took me forever to get it started. And do you remember, Lisa? I called you right before we released the first episode. And I was like, should we just cancel it all? Should we just not do it? (laughs) I do. Yeah. So I was just like, and now we've done over a hundred episodes and I'm really proud. But, um, okay. I'm just going to name. One or two things that yes. I'm really proud of, even though I am yes. uncomfortable doing it. I'm uncomfortable, but also it feels good, right? And we can hold space for both yes. things. So the first thing is I am really proud of my ability to hold space for multiple things at the same time. So yes. that might be the person across from me and the emotional experience they're having. It might be that I am overjoyed about something and deeply sad about something at the same time. And when it comes to a professional environment, being able to hold space for a wide variety of different work ethics, styles, tolerating discomfort, you know, I can just hold, I can read a room really well and adapt accordingly in a way that makes people feel safe. And that's something I'm really, really proud of. So you are so good at that, Misty. I want to validate that. Thank you. Validate the fuck out of that. And that is a skill that not everybody has. I really just want to say that is a skill that not everybody has. Also 2020, the, the motto of 2020 is two things can be true. Uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, a hundred, like 12,000 things can be true. And I'll say it is a skill that I have intentionally cultivated. I used to be Mm. completely unaware of the energy I brought into a room, completely unaware of what I might have been creating. And then I had some really amazing teachers. Matt Beisner as a voice teacher really taught me how to hold space for other people's experiences and my own. And I have, I've had some really wonderful therapists and then working with you and like, you know, it's taken really intentional years of practice to, to get that way there. It's not an accident that I'm that way. I am so grateful that you are my friend and you are my podcast partner. And 
I just, yeah, I, I, I am so grateful. You're so amazing. Um, I love I, I'm so tempted to be like, well, that's, that wraps it up because now, now it's my <laughs> turn. I'm like, ooh. It's your turn. Um, Lisa, you're good at so many things. Tell us when you're proud of. Oh, thank you. I mean, I know, I know that. Just kidding. I, I want, I just, I do want to normalize women being confident in speaking about the things they're good about. I just want to normalize yeah. that because it's, yeah. It, to feel and know your own worth and value in, in an area is, there's just nothing like it to really know it. Yeah. Um, so something yeah. I think I'm good at is identifying the emotion that I'm feeling and communicating it. Um, and I yes. certainly was not always this way, but I think that's, that's a skill that I have. And I do recognize that that is not a skill for most people on the planet. Mm-mm. And I'm also very comfortable uh, tolerating others discomfort and disappointment. Um, and that is also not a skill that a lot of people have. So I like that about myself. I think that that's really come in handy working with creatives. I didn't expect that as much that that was kind of like a, a bonus, you know, teaching acting and seeing people being disappointed with their performance. I don't have to get sucked into that but I can mm-hmm. acknowledge that they're disappointed and I can also tell them how I feel, which might be, you know, I feel proud of you or I also feel disappointed because I know you can do better or um, I feel grateful that you shared your performance with me and any of those things, I, I think, but also interpersonally with intimate yeah. relationships, you know, with friendships and with family, I, I feel like I've made, you know, I am not the person that I was <laughs> you know, five years ago, but 10, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, <laughs> cause I was yeah. born, but, um, you know, I just feel like, um, that's something that I'm really, really good at. You're so good at that. And I have learned so much from you watching you do that, being on the receiving end of that. And what you didn't say explicitly that I'm hearing is setting up boundaries for yourself and for other people. Like you saying, you don't get sucked into someone else's experience. And I I really think that being able to express yourself or have other people express themselves and not fully take that on as like your own personal problem or see it as a shortcoming or just be uncomfortable with it is a superpower and it's resilience and what we all need in order to get where we want to go, wherever that is, whatever success looks like for us is a lot of resilience, right? Cause we're going to yeah. have yeah. many uncomfortable moments, hard conversations, people we don't want to work with, pe- you know, places we don't want to be in and things we don't want to feel and being able Just to right now this pandemic. Oh my God. It's <laughs> I think everybody has got has gone through a really intense boot camp of resilience, whether you want it or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think boundaries are really the stuff of life. And what's that quote? It's something like boundaries are the distance at which I can love both you and me simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Lisa, thank you so much for this um, necessary topic for this mini-sode. Thank you. You know what I want? We're not mm-hmm. going to read them on the air unless you want us to, and you can say so in an email. But I would love if all of you listening would email us and say something that you are really good at, yes. you're really proud of. 
and let us know in the email if we can read it on the air or not. If you forget to do that, we'll respond back and ask, but mm-hmm. I want to hear it. We're a safe space. You know, we, if, if we're your pocket friends and we're your BFFs and we also don't know you personally. So there is some fun to be had <laughs> with that. That's right. If it feels really scary, you can make a new Gmail account and send it from a Gmail account that we will never know it's you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Or give us a fake name. You know what I mean? Be like, you can read this on the air, but like, I want to be Constance Voorhees or, <laughs> or Melandra <Mother>. LaCroix. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love it. All right. With that, life, life is, is abundant. abundant. <laughs> Constance Voorhees. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.